Well, boys and gays and everything else in between, we're back with another episode of Who Dad Rises Up, Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. Again, I'm Kenny Ray. I'm here with my good sister, Glenn Reeves. How you feeling, sis? Ooh, girl, I made it, honey. I don't know. I didn't think I was. We were, we, sorry, America, we was a lot late, but ooh, I made it, bitch. I didn't know if I was going to make it over. <laughs> well, for, for our listeners who, who, who are, look to hear from us on a, on a weekly basis, we apologize. We know that this episode is a little bit behind, but uh, <laughs> uh, both of us decided to get sick last week, uh, and so... <laughs> Neither one of us felt well enough to actually record an episode last week. <laughs> no, I, I said, I said, you know that song where Rita Franklin and them sisters doing it for themselves. I guess bitch sisters get sick for themselves too. You, you bitch figure it out. I said, uh, oh lord, going on with me. I couldn't even get off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe it's like, uh, it's like you know how women when they stay together for too long and they and they match cycles. <laughs> <laughs> I could I swear to y'all American homos I could not I tried and every time I tried to take one step and two step like Sierra say God said nope go on lay back down bro <laughs> I don't do that thing you do best lay down I say well I'm not going to fight you on it I'm just going to acknowledge it um, but Chinese food from here in the foreseeable future my man got it mm-hmm. now if you, if you didn't hear what he said he said Chinese food <laughs> it's what happened. <laughs> exactly what happened. Um, oh Lord! Well, I'm well, I started having flu symptoms, and you know, given the, the zegas of the times, of course, I was concerned that it might have been a, a COVID infection, and so I went and I got tested, and it was negative. And so I was like, "Oh, okay." At first, I thought it was bullshit. Because I was like, I felt awful. <laughs> and I was like, well, if, if it's not that, am I just, just catch a, a bad cold? I don't know. Whatever the case may be. So I got tested again later on that week just to rule out. And it was negative as well. And, you know, you think that would be, well, I changed that. Obviously, I was very happy about that because, you know, I wasn't. We don't want you to perish. Right. I wasn't dying. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I, I was whining. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I'm feeling much better now. I'm happy to be here with, with, with all, with, with our, our beloved listeners. And, and speaking of beloved listeners, I just want everybody to, ha- before, as we get into it throughout this episode, I want everyone to acknowledge the bullshit that has happened over this past weekend in Sports America. <laughs> That's all I'm going to start with right now. Well, I was going to say, you know what, I was going to say, let's go ahead and uh, do you want, you want to, you, but, but, yeah, yeah, I'm going my baby dad's a week from last week. Cause okay. they pissed me off and I had all three, I had two of them and two of them made me quite upset. Uh, coming in looking like new money and going out looking like they both was homeless and shit. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just say it like this. I'll just say it like this. If, it, if we have, if we have a listener that's been with us from episode one of season one, you know, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers shut our queer asses up. <laughs> I mean, completely. The geriatric bucks say, watch this bitch, I'm going to show you. They basically was like, oh, y'all got something to say? Okay. I think they heard us. <laughs> somebody so, on that team, somebody on that team listens to us. Somebody they got two homos talking about us. The <laughs> <laughs> <So> fuck? <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like, I can listen to Stephen A. Smith talk shit. I can listen to Max Kellerman talk shit. I can listen to Colin Cowherd talk shit. Well, actually, he liked them, so he don't count. But you know what I'm saying. He said, but them two homos? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we about to go out to win this game. <laughs> I think they wanted to piss me off more. So, so I'm going to start with dumb one himself, but he fine as a bag of rocks. Travis Kelsey is daily fine. Plus, I learned he ain't got no girlfriend no more, so I might be in the makings of a new husband. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's good news. That black girl, I say, you left all of that? I mean, girl, I don't know what he did, but I, I, yeah. oof, all right. You know, he <laughs> walked in the Bay Stadium and his good red suit, his good, I mean, he was new money for real. He knew he was walking out with a Super Bowl championship. That bitch couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> I exactly did not understand. Let me just say something. And I am not a fan. I didn't have a horse in the race. Let me just be perfectly honest with you. But I did not want to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. I know Tom Brady, yada, 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 yada. Everybody going to think they rode the bandwagon with Tampa Bay all the way this season. Great. Mm-hmm. Fine and dandy. But what I will say is that they made the Kansas City Chiefs look like they were the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. And let me explain why. That Todd Bowles defense did not even blitz as much as he normally does. And, and, but them cornerbacks kept that ass in check. Mm-mm. I'm also on the baby daddy too because they go to they go hand in hand with each other. Patrick Mahomes looked like he was playing pee wee football. He was running all. I never seen a motherfucker run backwards so much before in my life. I said, "Wait, brother, the end's on the other direction. Where you going?" But that was out of necessity, though. It was. It was. But still, the I give Tampa Bay's defense credit for shutting down Kansas City the way that they have to not a touchdown in sight. Yeah, Andy Reid frustrated. The whole fucking team looked for everybody's walked out that place going, let's just hear him get the fuck on the plane. Let's just go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So listen. All right. So let's let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, so here's the thing. Like you, you already mentioned that Bulls defense because they are the real MVPs as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Um, they decided that they were going to go and own that line of scrimmage the entire game, and that's exactly what they did. And and as much as you know, we've gotten into this this new era of of air raid football that is kind of uh, kind of becoming pervasive throughout the NFL. Um, however, at the end of the day, you can't win NFL football game. You can't win football games. Period. All the way down to Pee Wee. If you if you can't control the line of scrimmage. That's just like that's that's thematic. That's axiomatic. That's basic football one on one, and they owned it from the beginning. And you mentioned earlier, and I don't think that it's is it, it can really be understood. They only blitzed in that game four times. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers only blitzed four times, but they had Patrick Mahomes running back on every single play. I think the official stat was he was he was he was pressured. 36 times out of, I want to say, 56 attempts is what the official line was. Guess how many times Tom Brady got pressured that game? Three. Four. See? That, uh, so, I, I mean, I, what can Spagnola you do? needs his ass whipped. Um, now, but that being said, I, I they – 
here leading up to the game, I actually started to get very apprehensive and we didn't actually make our picks. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I was going to hold my nose and 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 take that that spoonful of castor oil and say that I was going to pick <laughs> I'm serious and say I was going to pick Tampa Bay to win the game and the reason being is I started looking at it more and more and I realized that they had a really really noticeable roster advantage and the only saving grace and the only thing that people were looking at that that was causing them to pick Kansas City and the reason why Kansas City came into the game as favorites was because of the strength of, of Patrick Mahomes' play. But what concerned me the most is, one, they were, they were already dealing with three injuries on the offensive line, and they had their last Pro Bowl offensive lineman went down with an injury in the uh, AFC Championship just two weeks ago. And so mm-hmm. what I kept it, what I kept in mind, and nobody else seemed to really mention this a lot, was the fact that the almost their entire line were backups. They didn't have I think they may have had one starting lineman on on there. So we've got like these backup and these like, you know, basically these freshmen and JV guys going against those horses on Tampa Bay's front seven. And I knew, I literally thought to myself after that second snap, I was like, this is not gonna go well now. Like I knew it immediately. I was like, he's gonna be running for his life the entire time, the entire game. And he and was, he and he did. Now, that being said, here is where I absolutely fault Kansas City, and this is what I think the reason why they couldn't even make it a, a game. They tried to stick to the same game plan, regardless of the fact that it was clearly not working and it clearly was not going to work, yet they stuck to it the entire time. They didn't even attempt to try to establish the run, the run with Cloud Edwards Hilaire. Or and no. they, didn't, they didn't even attempt. Until it was too late. No, they, I mean, they didn't attempt. They, didn't, they never did. They never did. Like, I think I want to say he ended the game with like seven or eight carries. Mm-hmm. They never did. And so my thing was like after after honestly, after the first quarter, when you saw that you're not going to be able to drop back and you're not going to have time for these plays to develop for Tyreek Hill and, 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 and Travis Kelsey and your other weapons on the outside, like put your hand in the dirt, hand the ball off and try to wear down that defense. That was literally the only thing that you could have done. And they didn't even attempt. And that's where I fought them. I think it was hubris that got the best of them. I think that they just felt like they were going to be able to turn around and it was just magically going to work out and they were just going to eventually just start doing do what they doing did what last they year against San Fran. Exactly. And it, and it just wasn't going to happen. I, I Watching that game, and the more and more I watched it, and even when they got down to the um, goal line, and I was like, all right, here they come, here they come. And somehow or another, something in the uh, uh, the they blitzed, and twenty yards later, we're still now we're third and twenty. Um, and I saw something online that stated that you can't beat the reps beat them by the calls. Part of that, okay, yes. but just that's like me saying the same thing for the Saints, though. You got to you got to win, and I get it. Everyone's like, well, you know, t- Tampa Tom Brady, it was meant to be because it was in Tampa Hall. Part of that, yes, I'll, I'll even ride the train with you on that. I won't. But at some point, <laughs> right, but at some point, you got to whip ass on right. your own. 
And we've been saying all season long, Kenny, that Kansas City didn't blow out everybody like they did on their Super Bowl run the year before. Mm -hmm. It was it was minus they. Zach Levine is fine. Sorry, Churn. <laughs> it came across my TV. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Ain't nobody told me that boy was that fine. Oh, Lord. Um, I I, anyway. I, I think I remember what that boy looked uh, like. And I, I already know. Look him up while I'm talking. Uh, Lord, have God from Zion. Um, anyway, nobody. They, they were six games away from being a team that barely made the playoffs again this year. Watching now also they're saying that Patrick Mahomes had to have surgery on his turf mm-hmm. toe. Now we got all these excuses as to why Kansas City didn't look like Kansas City. Well, I I I don't think I don't think they need excuses. They just got beat. <laughs> they got the <laughs> they just got beat. Like I, I don't I don't the only there really is I mean the only excuse I would give them, the only thing that was beyond their control was the fact that they were playing with a depleted line. However, when you're doing that and you're going against a, a like a, a plus could be could be considered the best pass rush in the league this year. You don't keep doing the same thing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you do so, like run some zone, some zone block running plays, hand the ball off, some misdirection, something. But they just, they just didn't. And, and that was surprising to me because usually um, Andy Reid is known for being 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 flexible and being able to uh, w- with his uh, with his imagination on in the offensive scheme, but they just kept uh, all I saw was just like shotgun, like hike and Patrick Mahomes running in the wrong direction because they figured he can do the Patrick Mahomes magic trick, and guess what? That magic trick failed out. Well, I mean, but not to mention like, and let's let's be fair, like if I'm being honest. Patrick Mahomes played as as good as could be inspected under the circumstances. He wasn't bad. He just didn't stand a chance to hell. I mean, he hit two he no. hit two of his receivers in the face, literally, with the football, and they dropped it in the end zone. That happened mm-hmm. twice. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> so you know, it, it, it's just what I I I I was I was disappointed. Um, I am, but I have to give it to to, to Todd Bowles and, and the defense because I mean they came in and they they dominated that game, you know. Todd Bowles want a new job somewhere. He t- he might not be in Tampa, you know. Came home to do what he do, but still. Oh Lord! Like I said, and last but not least, I Mike Evans, who I mean, give his fine ass some credit. He did the damn thing. I mean. He had somebody that was throwing to him that he did the that made him look amazing, which Mike Evans is strong and amazing, but more so he is fine. Um, and and I want to replace him with Zach Levine because I didn't know Zach Levine was that goddamn fine as they showed him on TV right now. Lord, I need you mercy. to focus. We're talking about Super Bowl right now. I'm trying to. Chicago boy. I'm trying to. The boy raised on TV. You know, I, you know I have squirrel syndrome, honey. Man, run across TV be like squirrel. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that going back to the offseason and the drawing board, Kansas City has to come up, and I've said this all year, when you figure out a mobile quarterback just like Tampa Bay has, then everyone else is going to do the exact same thing. I, you, now have to, you now have to devise a new plan. That plan may still work in some instances if with a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes. I don't. But let's uh, just say. I don't. What? I don't. 
I don't know if I, I agree with that. I think that I, I, I think that what they're go, what they need to do is, of course, get their offensive line healthy again. But they need to put some effort on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball too. I mean, because I, I, Tyron Matthews, yes. of course, like a, a, a star. I, he's such an instinctual player. He just always ends up in the right place at the right time. I mean, he almost had. Because I also thought his interception that he had was going to be the momentum changer. Then the they same take it back. Thing too. Like because I I can't deny that. Yeah, those uh those those. Well, I that wasn't even him. His mental mistake, but the mental mistakes they made on defense cost them big time. Like yeah, that that was a factor in the game. I don't think it would have made a difference in the end. But at the very least, it certainly probably would have been a lot closer. Because um, I know when he was jarring with Tom Brady, I was like, whip his ass. Please just whip his ass. Just do me a favor. <laughs> do me a favor. But I guess I was wasn't screaming TV loud enough. <laughs> Sorry. That was hot, though. I wasn't going to lie. Uh, Gage, you know what that means. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a freak. Never oh, mind. Lord. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, America. I do what um, I can for the I people. Think you, huh? but, no, what I found interesting, though, was that if you notice, the only people that scored touchdowns in that game for Tampa Bay were the people that Tom Brady brought with him. Exactly. it wasn't Mike Evans. <laughs> nope. Leonard Fournette so, even scored a Leonard goddamn Fournette, touchdown. It was Antonio Brown and Gronk scored too. Mm-hmm. Let's resurrect their careers before, because I mean, Gronk said he'll be back. We know Brady gonna try to do it one more time. Yeah, I think Gronk gonna sit his drunk ass down somewhere. I thought, how- you know, Gronk said, "I got what I needed. I came, I did what I came to do." Yeah, Everybody, bye. All day today at uh, Disney, uh, Disney World, big ass. Yeah, I know they did the little <laughs> boat parade. Uh, they did the little boat parade. I said, "These motherfuckers." Did you see the video much. of Tom Brady tossing the trophy like to to other people's boat? <laughs> Yeah. I said, I wish that bitch would have fell in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no you, because I wish he tossed it to me. They wouldn't have got it back. <laughs> All right, children. Bye. See y'all later. I turned that, that, around, that boat around. Eh? <laughs> Look, Kenny, dry this motherfucker fast like, when they catch us. Like going across the bay. <laughs> <laughs> Be speeding, oh, water be spraying and shit. <laughs> Catch that bitch. No, she gone. Oh, I'm just have mercy. I'd have okay. been pieced out. Had the most interesting conversations, um, <laughs> Okay. I did see him drunk. They was getting his ass off the boat, toe up. Good. Nice to see, see a human side of him. Giselle wasn't there though, so you know how that Giselle, goes. Giselle like we probably left his ass. <laughs> you know, do you want a Super Bowl player? Come on, raise these ragged motherfucking churns you got. I told you your ass I wasn't coming down to Tampa. They ain't got no kind of Nima Marcus down here. Like, I am shit a down here. What, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> Peter out here, look at your fucking kid and these kids that ain't mine. <laughs> My fucking kids that ain't mine. <laughs> I bet you next look. I bet you next the other bitch to do it. <laughs> oh, got me right here, babysitting. Like, do you know? And wait, so gays, y'all, we all know who Giselle Bunchen is. She is one of the Victoria's Secret angels. And from what I just read recently, that woman sitting at home makes forty-five million dollars a year. Tom Brady mm-hmm. makes twenty. 
So children, let's just say who she's runs that household. Able, she's always been able to But can you just imagine when she when he get loud and in the words of Samoa, lower your right. motherfucking voice talking to me. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I will leave you here with these little bitches. You keep it up. You keep it up if you want to. <laughs> she'll take her. She'll take our happy ass right back to uh, Rio or or Sao Paulo. Okay. <laughs> I, look, I don't need this shit. You be stay like, in Tampa. Be on the beach with a cap here when you're talking. About, oh hey. <laughs> are you? Babe, you coming back? I don't know who you are, so please what? stop talking to me. Um, <laughs> Paris Fashion Week is coming up, so I don't have time. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even when I saw their network, Giselle Bunchen modeling draws make more money than you did throwing a football. Now that's not children. I just wanted you to take that into deep account. Well, that's all. But, that's, but that's you all remember, like, she does more than that because she's still doing like she's still a working like high fashion model. Like she, uh-huh. like she's Wait, super, no. she's a supermodel, a, a legit supermodel, and. To the tune of forty five million dollars a year, and you gonna bring her ass. You gonna bring that down awesome. to Tampa. The and, Tampa. And, and, and 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 to our Tampa listeners, we love y'all. I've had some really good times in Tampa. <laughs> but Tampa, but let's be honest. Listen, let's be honest. City. <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. Shit <laughs> in Tampa. Right. Not a fucking thing. And I'm just gonna be realistic. Um so really quickly, um, I know while we were sick, I did spend some time with some of our one of our listeners um, and his hate is wrong uh, group and his inclusion panel. And I wanted to say to him, um, great job, uh, Ezra Tuolo, uh, who will be joining us very soon here at Who That Rises Up. Uh, we're excited to talk to him and meet with him. Um, had an inclusion panel and a Super Bowl party that I didn't get a chance to go to, but I did do the inclusion panel. And it was really, really great. A uh, lot of lot of great stuff that uh, going forward, Who That Rises Up will love to be a part of. Um, I know, Kenny, you were sick, but I did take part in it. I know we both wanted to. Um, all I had to do was sit and listen and pay attention to my iPad. I did both. It was easy. I was at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but to the Haters Wrong uh, Coalition and the great job to Ezra and them that they have done, um, we look forward to talking to you more about it here, who it rises up. It, it's been really, really good to see. Um, also, we are looking forward to some great things that are coming our way through that meeting as well. Um, please be, please look out well, for that from me, us uh, as well. I just wanted let, to say let, big up there. Tell, tell us a little bit more about what um, uh, the organization actually is. So, hate is wrong. Um, the the organization that Ezra Tuolo has developed and 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 made a huge thing um, in partnership with. He's a former. So, anyone that ever looked him up, um, please go to him. He runs Coffee Talk on Instagram every morning. Um, it's really really good. Actually, I listened to him on the way to work yesterday. Um, they call him Mister Aloha because he now lives in Hawaii. Oh, nice. um, the Hate is Wrong Coalition is. Yeah, like I said, I, okay. Kenny, I should have moved. Go <laughs> uh, to retire. Two-year NFL veteran has played for the Minnesota Vikings for a lot of years. He played for Jacksonville, uh, Green Bay Packers. He played for several teams, but the main his mainstay was the Minnesota Vikings, who is also helping him and their LGBTQ um, organization. Spearhead hate is wrong, and what that pretty much is is making sure that inclusion is everywhere for each and every individual, even in professional sports. 
um, and and the fact and the impact that it has all over our country. Um, no matter whether it's entertainment, whether it's publishing, whether it's whether it's TV, anywhere that it is, um, we want it to be known. Even here at Hooter Rises Up, and we've said it many, many times um, that we don't want it to be political, but we want to ensure that everyone of our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. are created equal um, and that they're created I- exactly the same. And that's what that panel was about, giving up, giving ideas and giving ways to ensure that going forward, even for the generation behind us, that there's a, there's a voice and that voice is heard. Through yeah, that, that, I, I, I absolutely adore that mission and, and what the organization stands for. Just personally, I, I identify with that. Uh, as you know, a queer kid that was, I've, I've always been an athlete. So, you know, I did the, you know, I've been playing baseball since I was five and, you know, I did a, a football in high school, baseball track, et cetera, baseball in college. And I was one of those ones that the in locker rooms, like I was never out and I, and I, and I felt compelled to keep, my my true self hidden for for many many years for that reason, um, and so I, the work the, the work that they do I think is really invaluable, and I'm I'm, I'm happy to be to support them, um, and and I hope that our listeners if if, if they can check them out uh, because it, it's 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 really great for a any time that we can help expand safe space for queers and sports, which is exactly what we're helping to create with this show. Um, I, I'm all about it. Right. And today he had, um, I think it was two days ago. I just looked at it as a matter of fact. Hold on a second. Um, actually, it was a week ago. I apologize. He had Aeneas oh, yeah. Williams on there uh, from the from the f- former cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals. And Ooh, probably I remember watching Aeneas Williams play. He would take um, your head off, boy. <laughs> I remember watching Aeneas Williams play. He would really you out. So he, when watching uh, his coffee talk, he has on people like that. But not only do they talk about, of course, NFL and things of that nature, they talk about the haters wrong. And they talk about the impact that it does carry. So please, anyone that pays attention or listens, um, go and take a gander at it. It is a great thing he does in the morning. Um, he's actually really funny as well. Um, and he is one of us. So I do. I'm very thankful for that in his regard. Um, and his him taking a good listen to us and willing to join us here in the upcoming weeks. So I look forward to speaking to him because it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, it's, going, it's going to be a lot of fun. He's heard us, and he's looking forward to joining us as well. So I wanted to just take a real quick uh, hi to him and, and that inclusion panel that was actually really, really good um, that I did get a chance to listen to. And I know um, – the Super Bowl party was amazing too. I just didn't get a chance to go to it because he had some great people on there. I didn't know he sang either. I did not know that he is a singer as well. You know so, what? I, I mean, you come to learn that like certain people, when you know, when when people are 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 get to the highest level of their sports and they're like world class athletes, like he is and whatnot, you kind of find out that these people are just usually good at everything. <laughs> like it never mm-hmm. fails. Like who's on the voice shit? I said <laughs> not the voice children. <laughs> you see, and you got my short, portly black ass over. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bitch, I'm just lying here trying to play softball and make my career. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure I'm trying right to thing. keep my lights on. And hopefully, a man will love me someday. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, say that, children. I'm just look. I'm just like like they say in Oprah. I'm thinking I'm gonna run on and see what the end gonna be. That's what I'm trying to do every day. Around here, thinking on the voice and doing big things, and right. well, I'm just trying to go to work, make sure I receive a check every two weeks. <laughs> That's what Mama trying to do. I mean, good luck to him, but Lord, I'm with you, sis. I'm, I wonder what time they do happy hour with such and such. See, my Fridays are fucked up. That's probably okay. where my shit is okay. going. Right. Look, I just hope I don't get I don't get fired every week. That's about <laughs> right. I go to work when they call. Wait, my funny story. They say, Glenn, we need to talk to you. I say, Bitch, I ain't been here in three days. So, what exactly could I have done? That's the kind of shit I'm worried about. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. That tickled our spirit. That is very true, though. They over there doing big things. I'm saying, Lord, every time I go to work, this is my last day, bitch. And then talking, talking to. Uh, Talking to all lovely listeners, like uh, just trying to get some joy. <laughs> okay, we're trying to spread some a slice of our okay. game and make it happen, honey. That's so. I am so with y'all, and we thank y'all for letting us do because I don't know exactly yeah. what happened. Okay. So, amen to that. Um, but now we can go into our favorite part of my the evening, which is our hits of the week, and we do have. Like I said, it's been an interesting goddamn week here in uh. The NFL yes. and sports world. Uh, where do you want to start? Um, we did the Super Bowl recap kind of when we talked about all of yeah. the baby daddies of the week. So let's go into. I want to start with one of my faves who I know he's not coming to New Orleans. I mean, if he does, mm-hmm. it's a miracle and a blessing. Um, but well, let me Deshaun go ahead and, uh, and, and, and preview this because I think that what this may turn into is another. Um, I guess segment of sorts because to preface by what you're about to go into, this offseason, NFL offseason, is going to be extremely interesting. And unlike anyone that I can at least remember in my memory, but I don't think it's it, there's ever been one that we're looking to see happen this year. And the reason why I say that is I've never seen the potential for such a huge quarterback carousel. To, to to uh, to unfold, um, and so in, in reality, I was uh, I was listening to um, Get Up the other day, and they were saying there's a possibility from for about 18 different quarterback moves <laughs> in this offseason. Like that's insane. Um, but to to come back to what you were saying. The crown jewel of all this is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know, as he's his disgruntled mm-hmm. Houston Texan days have have the look. The train has pulled into the station. I I mean, I don't blame him because the the Houston Texans no, are fucking I don't blame him at all. Like in the least bit. Um. What I find interesting about Deshaun Watson, so let, let's let's just back up and set this up for for the listeners who may or may not be like on top of the of the topic. So Deshaun Watson, of course, was drafted by the Houston Texans. He has shown himself to be a phenomenal talent, um, all the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, great leadership skills, dual threat quarterback. 
um, very good arm, uh, just decision-making. Well, that can be a little bit spotty here and there, but he's also never really had any continuity in his offensive system or support. So, but that being said, you know, it's pretty much a consensus that the guy has the goods. Um, <clears throat> so, the, it, but what I find interesting, though, is that this Deshaun Watson, with his decision to basically say, I want out and to be vocal about it and then have support from other players in his decision to come come forward and say that is very un NFL like we've gotten used to this in the NBA. But in the NBA, the players have a lot more power than the players in the NFL. One NBA has guaranteed contracts. The NFL does not. So in NFL, they can cut your ass whenever they want to. Um, And so we've never seen a player flex their muscle to this degree where they're saying, I'm not happy here. I want to trade, make it happen. And I've got a no trade, uh, a no trade clause in my contract. So I can decide whether or not I like the trade mm-hmm. or not. If I'm actually going to go. <laughs> that's huge. And, that, yeah, and, and so that's it's, huge. It's, 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 it's this uh, player empowerment movement that I think Deshaun Watson is ushering in that I find really interesting. Absolutely. And I just think, like I said, give him a better situation. I mean, they literally stripped him of all his players and said, fuck yeah. it, make it work. I ain't constantly. <laughs> That's pretty. Exactly. With no resolve. And then when they hired a coach or anything, they didn't ask him what happened, who did it, why. Do we want some input? And now all of a sudden they want input. Well, no, it's not going to work like that because you're not already well, pissed off the player. I felt like they did ask him about his input, but they completely disregarded it. And so it was clear that it was just like lip service. It's, I feel like that's probably, right. But either way, the point is he's been obviously. They were right, trying right. to appease him the point at that is, point. I mean, they've been very, it's, it's, they, they've definitely taken him for granted. They've never tried to surround him with anything of substance. And then. You know, when they traded away their best player and his Doug. <laughs> uh, what was that man's name again? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They traded away DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins and gave him to another young quarterback who obviously benefited for having him on the field. I'm talking about Colin Murray out in that Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, he couldn't mm-hmm. help but be extremely pissed off and bitter about it. Um so, right, like, bitch, who I'm supposed to throw to now? But here's y'all got jokes. You know, if you notice, if you, I, I don't know if you heard, I think it was yesterday they came out and said, We're not gonna trade them. All right, then y'all are gonna quarterback because so he's here's the situation that, that's been set up. So, there's one or two things that, that are in play here. Um, one, this could be just gamesmanship. And them saying that to try to raise his value to try to get more for him. Because. Well, the president stepped down today, too. I don't know if you saw that. Their president stepped down today. Mm -hmm. He had been there since inception. See, 
old ass. <clears throat> and but yeah, he stepped down. In today. corporate terms, when they say, "Oh, he stepped down," that means the the owner was like, "Look, yeah, right, the owner was like, you got to ask You can step down gracefully, or you can uh." <laughs> We're going right. to excuse right. yourself right. from you the premises. This, you can get this yellow slip, and we can go ahead and tell ESPN that your ass is fired. <laughs> right, right. And then you got to answer five million right. questions as to why you ain't got no job. And then you got to go out and look for it. Then you got to go out and look for That's another answer business. And after you got fired, and why they blaming your ass? Right, and now why they blaming your ass from for this all one. the horrible right. decisions that y'all have made in the, leading up to this point? Right. Look for the demise of this so, shit. So yeah, yeah, he was fine. He was. They said he quit today after twenty plus seasons. I said that's a long, long, long time. That's what I said. Ooh, it doesn't yo. feel like it, but anyway. yeah, they have. <laughs> I, Thanks, Rich. That was helpful. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we still old enough but to yes. remember seeing, uh, watching the Oilers play. Mm-hmm. I do Warren yeah. Moon and Company. Okay, anyways. <laughs> I was like, shit, that made me feel awful. Um, I was just about to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm I'm still sexy. The young boy still wanted, honey. They still right, still tap dancing and carrying on. So you do, y'all, y'all can. You like my mama said today, you only as old as you feel. Okay, okay, well, I got you know I'm tired, right? <laughs> you know what? Right. You know right. it's school night, right? You know, you know mama goes like, to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know I don't. You, and no shame to anybody that does. You know I don't work in the mall, right? I don't. I, <laughs> I'm going to hell. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, Lord. This is what happens when they let me on the podcast and let me drink before. I should I should do this on the weekend, Ooh, though, because I'm going to be worse. Learn, um, care now. Can so, you yeah. Imagine? Uh, no. Yeah, no. I'd be worse. We know we're going to have to do that, though. Yeah, no. Whenever, like, do it on a weekend? We'll have to do, we're going to have to do, yeah, a weekend podcast whenever we can actually be in, whenever we can actually be in the same. That'd be fun. That'd be a good. That time. would be fun. <laughs> How are they gonna get it out? Get ready, y'all. We're gonna make it happen. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and then we're gonna video right, it, anyway, so it's gonna be we, funny. We, we went off a 10. <laughs> so, yeah, but then, so with that being said, even that, um, let's move on to the next one um, Matt Stafford and Jared Goff. All right, so, huh. You know, I thought about this for a while. I'm gonna let you I go first, it. but I thought about and... this for a while. I gotta tell you, if it, uh, uh, well, I tell you, I, I tell you, because you know, I've been like I'm on the record on this one. Now that we have a podcast, there is a record. So actually, the membership that comes out of my mouth, which is, anyways, <laughs> rare. <laughs> okay, God bless them, Jesus. Okay, figure out and tell on yourself. Uh, <laughs> listen, okay, you know, my sister, but, um, but uh, you know, I, I've been saying for a long time, all this, all uh, season one, to be frank, is that I've never been a believer in Jared Goff. He's a system quarterback, and he was never going to be that guy that can 
put a team on his shoulders in a time when you need it and 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 and, and take them to and just take a take a team to the next level i just i just never saw it like he was serviceable like he's not terrible but he's never going to be that guy um and so I applaud, honestly, I really do, the L.A. Rams for noted, understanding that when you have a talented team, there is a window. And you've got a window that is has a finite amount of time. And they close, expect, well, that they window closed close quickly in L.A. In NFL. Like, that's just the way it is. The only team that's been able to defy that was, frankly, the, the New England Patriots. But every team has a window. Um and so to go out, go out and get, you know, a, a Matt Stafford, somebody that you that you think it has a proven track record of being able to one, he's got a rocket arm, like that we know, like he could make every NFL throw that you that you mm-hmm. think of. I don't ever think he's gotten a fair shake. Uh, you know, Detroit, like he can't no, he exactly, can't not in, he's never in, been uh, able Detroit. to stay healthy consistently in Detroit and that's because they never protected him um and he's never had any continuity of staff and offensive scheme and things of that nature and then he keeps getting like uh bogged down minded coaches and we saw Matt Patricia and that train wreck that that turned out to be um because for some reason, Lee seems oh, to think God. that anything that had a pinky toe on New England Patriots means that if they bring a coach in, they, they're going to do the same thing <laughs> to their goddamn team. But, like, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so I, I honestly, I like the trade. I like it. I think that, I think that L.A. definitely won out. Um, I will say, I mean, they gave up a third pick, uh, a third pick, the, the third pick in the second round next year, and they gave up. No, I'm sorry. This year they're going to have a they get they, they got a third pick in the second round this year, and they got two future first round picks. So, you know, I you know Detroit's still doing the same thing as they always do, playing for the future, and LA is doing what I think winning franchises do, trying to strike while the iron is hot. So this is one of the few times I'm going to totally, like, completely and utterly agree with you. Um, the moment I heard the trade, I said, okay, fair. Um, Jared Goff seemed unhappy his last seasons or so in, in Detroit, I'm, L.A., I'm sorry. Um, Dan Campbell, who was our tight end stage coach for a very long time in New Orleans, um, also was a tight end himself. Uh, he will get some life out of them. I will give him that. He will get some life out of um, those players, um, Jared Goff included. Matt Stafford definitely needed a fresh start out of Detroit. He was burnt out. There was nothing else you could give that man um, in Detroit to make him besides sure the ring to say, okay, I'm to, One, on a funny note. As you said that, I just thought to myself, you know, Jared Coffins has one of those depressed faces. I can't actually ever think of a time he ever looked happy. Think about that. Think about that. Have you ever seen Jared Goff smile? Girl. Think about it. Like, like no, you I'm said, not. I was like, has he ever been happy? He looks like 
He looks like one of those like incel yeah, is, weirdo, like you know, kids that that's, that lives in their mom's basement and stays up to three, four o'clock in the morning every night playing Call of Duty with their friends in like Japan or some shit like that. He just he just happened to be tall and could throw a football. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and man, managed to be a first round pick. Uh, what they what what they uh draft him out of? Wasn't it um. North Dakota State was it North Dakota was State? North. That, that's Carson Wentz. I got to make sure. No, that's Carson um, Wentz. That's Carson Wentz, the other troubled quarterback. Where did he draft him out of? God, I cannot remember. See, it's what I get for drinking too much before we start. <laughs> uh, let me see, Jared Goff. Let's see. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, here we go, Jared Goff. He is from oh University oh, of California, Berkeley. Okay. All right. Well, either way, he does not strike me as a California kid. Mm-mm. He even penned a letter to right. LA. He was like, Bye. "Thank you, LA." Anyways, um. What I surmise is going to happen, mm-hmm. and I don't wish this against Jared Goff, because like I said, I do think that he's a serviceable quarterback. He'll get somewhere, uh, and I do think that he'll be a starting quarterback again. How long that's going to last in Detroit, I don't know, because what I surmise is that Detroit will put together some kind of package of picks that are looking to, at the very least, and they may try to move up in the drafts. That's what I was just reading. He will probably be the starting quarterback in 2021, even if they draft the quarterback yeah, seventh no. overall. Ninth, yeah, yeah, no, seventh I mean, like overall. I, said, like, like I, said, I would not is. be surprised if they if they if they try to move up to draft a quarterback. He may start off as a starting quarterback. I don't think he'll stay. I to be he'll honest, stay he's going right. to be he's Kirk Cousins. He's he's Kirk Cousins. He's Case, ah! he's Case Keenum. Like fair, right? He's one of those guys. I heard like, that he, name like, is so goddamn long. Frankly, like he's Nick Foles, <laughs> except for they didn't, you know, like stuff he did. Nick Foles, like, yeah, like that's that's who he's gonna be. Like he'll be right there at the edge. He may get you know a starting quarterback gig here and there, but he's you know we with the experiment has been done. We know who he is, right? And we know what you do. That is a very valid point. Um, so I wish both of them best. I think it's good for the for the interim, um, maybe the next year or two. But that's about it that I see for the now, foreseeable future just on re- that. Very quickly, though. <clears throat> the Rams may be tough next year. Yeah. They get my well, blue. I, mean, I know he's a free agent, so they're going to have to pay us. But. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, they they have the potential to be. It, yeah, yeah, they they get all their squad back and get them prepared. And Sean McVay knows what he's doing. He knew that what he was going to go do next because he's a young offensive genius. What he was going to do next, no, Jared Goff no, no, wasn't no, gonna, no, wasn't no, going to no. be able to do. And I think they at all. At so I I don't blame him that. for that. I'm, I mean, 
Plus, he finds. I don't give a damn what what Sean McVay do. He could he could set the fucking team on fire. I'm like, all right, man, whole team fired. Um, uh, but absolutely. I mean, I'm looking forward to next season. Just the, I'm looking forward to the off season. We'll have a lot to talk about for the off season, just because it's going to be a flurry mm-hmm. of salary cap moves, unprecedented. Um, people getting uh, yeah. cut because teams can't afford them. Um, unless they're taking major salary cut reductions. 18 Um, 18 potential quarterback changes, not to mention they're projecting at this point five quarterbacks picked in the first round. Yep, and that's going to be fun. Not to mention who will start under the black and gold for 2021. I am quite interested to see that. That's for another day. Another day topic. Uh, they, they, they dropped the salary down to one million dollars, so we shall see. <laughs> okay. I said not not one million dollars, right. but you you tell them, Drew. Um, next up on the list is one of my absolute favorites. I'm not going to lie; he is a favorite of mine. He's had a rough go at it this past season. Um, yeah. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz is a I. That's my favorite. He's had a rough go at. It. Yeah, she said yeah. she's tired of playing in Philly. Philly tired of her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely they're kind of tired uh, of each other. Pretty much, I'm gonna be and realistic. They tired of each other. Very uh, friendly breakup, either. But no, they want him out, and but they're trying to figure out a way to do it without having it look well, like. Here's the oh, rub on that. It's one. just Carson. So. <clears throat> You know, there, there, there's always there's been these rumors basically all this week, and it's going to continue in the next coming weeks. I think Carson Wentz is going to be the next big move. He's going that that shoe's going to drop soon. Well, because it has to, because uh, yeah, because on March 19th, I think is the deadline. If they don't trade him by March March 19th, then they have to pay him a 10 million dollar roster bonus, and they yeah. And so they rather trade oh, him no. so whoever the team he goes to will have to pay it and not them. So essentially, you know, whatever's going to happen with Carson Wentz is going to happen fairly soon. Um, but I'm just, but I think the problem that I, at least that what, what Adam Schefter was reporting this morning was that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles are looking for a similar deal like Detroit got from Matt Stafford. However, yeah, exactly. Really? <laughs> exactly. And I think your reaction is the same wow. thing that the NFL teams are having. <laughs> because, right. Because yeah, let's just look at some like, hard wow. about Carson Wentz and his 2020 campaign. Um, he, right. He was ranked fourth in completion percentage. <laughs> Um, first in interceptions, he was sacked 50 times and generally, you know, mm-hmm. all these leaks and things about him, he just kind of sounds like a little bit of a dick. And <laughs> so I just, I like, I don't, uh, they, they want, you know, it puts me in a mind since you brought some more up, um, you know, you know, you're fine. No, it's not your fault no, at all. It's my fault. But, you know, you have, sometimes <laughs> we have to explain these things for, for our listeners who may not know. Who may not know. So, Samora is right for our listeners. Absolutely. Comedian, and she has this very iconic bit that she did during this 
to a, this movie that she did called <laughs> The Queens of Comedy. <laughs> and, and she had that she did this whole story hey. about like, you know, basically saying that she understands that everybody can't have the big dick. But her point was if you don't have a big dick, don't come with the big dick man's conversation. And so what it sounds like to right. me is that the Eagles seem to think that they're dealing a big dick. And I don't think they realize that they're not. And so they need to stop trying to come to other teams with the big dick man's conversation because they're not dealing. Right. They're not. Houston has they a don't big have dick. a big dick. <laughs> like, like they're trying to deal with the shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> now if y'all want to know the truth about it, honey. The Houston Texans are dealing the big dick with Deshaun Watson. You guys are not. Um, so what you what you're hoping for is somebody that sees yeah, the the diamond in the rough and feels like, you know the Right. Or the note that you leave and say, "Oh, you want to trade him? I understand Wait, that part. What you need to do yes. is come and whisper, I, and be like, hey, so you know, <laughs> how y'all doing? You're not too busy, you know. Give us a call for convenience, you know. You know, call about Carson uh, Wentz, you know. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to push you. I know We're you looking to make some moves, you know. Look, I don't want to bother you or anything, but this is what we're thinking. Because otherwise, they can cross the West Coast be sitting on the bench again in Philadelphia, mad as fuck. And he going to be the most. That's the only sad part about it. Like, I don't. History of NFL, if y'all fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's going to be sad. I do. I do like, because like I said, for a, for a while I thought maybe like Matthew Stafford would go to like Indianapolis and or Cam, you know, they would kind of do row reversals of some sort. And of course that didn't happen. So, I mean, in this regard, give Carson a fresh start. Um, maybe an Indy. Um, hell, I would even say New Orleans, but what you know, I'm, Sean Payton is too short for that shit. Sean pulls his ass out. Still the Sean nerves too bad. And I and the Colts, the Colts yep. seem to me to be the most attractive. I know that this is a bit premature to say that, so that's why I'm being very tentative with when I say that. But that tends to be the most attractive spot. So could they be in the sweet states to maybe go after Carson Wentz? I personally, frankly, think they should go after Sam Darnold first. Um yeah, like go, go. I thought Ooh, ginger honey. No, Sam Darnold's blind. I thought he was redhead. <laughs> well, like, oh, well, like he that, still like that's it. a high bar for you, anyways. Really, bitch. I mean, my boy said relatively high, honey. His name is Travis Kelsey. So he's as dumb as the ground we walk on. Shit. But but the rumor has been like, you know, Indianapolis looms out there that's a possible landing spot for him. Yeah, he Because Philly Rivers went back his old ass down somewhere. If they're smart. Oh, he did. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. We did. That's right. No, he retired. He did retire. He did retire. He did retire. 
Yeah, so I think I think that I mean I, I yeah, think that's an interesting up. landing spot for him because they're not. There's no chance in hell that Houston's going to ever allow a trade Deshaun Watson within their same division. That's never going to happen. So you know that I think that'd be right. that'd be an interesting landing spot for Carson Wentz. I think it'd be more advantageous for them for Sam Darnold because he won't be as expensive. I do happen to believe that there is a lot more untapped potential in Sam Darnold. Um, but also we don't know because he just never really got a chance to really figure it out because he's been with no, he's been to Jets. figure it out. Bitch, he New was York in Jets. Dallas. I mean, Andre yeah, Adam no, Gates. New York. Sorry, he was in, yeah, Andre he was Adam with the Jets. Anybody with the goddamn Jets, <laughs> right? Yeah, who, who don't need no, who job ain't got no ever job again in NFL, but. <laughs> no, we don't need one ever again in life. <laughs> That's one motherfucker that should be writing notes from here to China. He should be writing notes for the rest of his natural born days. Um. So yeah, I I I, I give him the utmost. I wish them all the best. I I think that. Like I said, this offseason is going to be a flurry um, uh, of quarterback moves. And one that I'm mm-hmm. very interested in, and that's one of our last ones of mm-hmm. the day, is Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if you've heard. Big Ben. The reason, why, the reason why I brought him up was because, I don't know if you read about this, it's kind of, it's, it hasn't been uh, talked about a lot because I don't think it's the sexiest, you know, uh, news that just came out of NFL in the last week or so, but the Steelers basically told right. him like, "Hey, um, either you restructure your contract or holla back." So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. That's basically they told him. That's what they told him. It was like, <laughs> "Look, either you restructure your contract or um, you're going to be gone." So. Kind of basically, they force his hand, and it's yet to be seen what he's going to do. Oh well, I mean, after this last eleven and zero, and then falling barely down to making the playoffs, Dan um, Roethlisberger is washed. I, he mm, is washed. He is. He is, he is fat, out of shape, fat and, and washed. washed like, like that man. They they did him the same way that they did Peyton Manning his last season where they knew that he couldn't throw the ball anymore. And they basically said, so what we're going to do is put seven people right here and dare you to throw it over our head because we know that you can't. <laughs> and, and they started to the towards the end of the season. That's true. That's true. That's true. They did. Um, except for, mm-hmm. I mean – well, no, except for yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, except for yeah, there Drew Brees is and he did. He's washed like that. I mean, like it, at least Drew Brees is in shape. Like at least, <laughs> right? Okay. Like Ben Roethlisberger is like is done. And don't get me wrong, he's a Hall of Famer. Like I've been a fan of his before. I mean, you know, he's he's problematic, of course, at times. But um, I, I I just it, it's it's even 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 the the tack that the Steelers have taken with Ben Roethlisberger 
has been very generous, if you ask me, because frankly, had it been up to me, it had been like, okay, well, the season's over. Um, on the way back uh, from the game on the bus, like all of his stuff would have been packed up very nicely in, in Steelers paraphernalia boxes. And, <laughs> and we'd be like, okay, so the, the, uh, we're retiring mm. number ceremony will be on this date. Everything organization, but um, here you go. You will not be coming back next year. That's yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. You will uh, not be returning. Thank said, you so hey, much, you kids. Give me like, all that jazz, whatever. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you will no longer be this first deal. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, you can retire, do what you need to do, but you won't be here. So, I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, it's time. It is definitely time um, for Ben to either sit it down or become somebody's well manicured. Uh, what do they call them? Nurturer. Let me go ahead and stop you right there. Where they go to nurture the young people. What you just said is an <laughs> adjective that will never, ever, ever ever suit Ben Roethlisberger. You said well manicured. (laughs) (laughs) It's up, bitch. (laughs) Ben Roethlisberger. Now, he looks like like a hell of a good time. I mean... He looks like the type of person that I would... (laughs) (laughs) He was a porn addict, bitch, you think? I was... He said he would watch porn for 18 to 20 hours a day. I said, bitch, you had football for some of them. I, oh, were you missing wow. something? Okay. Well, but I he was did say in the off season. About, like, he looks like he'd be having, he, it look, he looks like he'd be a fun person to go have a beer and burger with. And, and, and like, and, right. That too. <laughs> that too. But still. I, one okay. go hand in hand with others. <laughs> Just that. I honestly, I honestly didn't know that detail. But uh, Just saying, girl. Yeah, that's why he was. That's when he he. So I was when he when he was hurt last year. He um he of course got addicted to uh, opioids, and then he um he became a porn addict. He had to go to rehab. I didn't know okay. there was a rehab for porn, but hey, I I sincerely okay. did not know there was a. Uh, <laughs> a but that I mean, go forth and prosper, honey. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> Go forth and prosper, honey, is all I can tell you. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Know about that El Giro, honey. Uh, but <laughs> give it to Big Ben, honey. Go f- Listen. <laughs> I don't <laughs> what, bitch. I'm just saying. It's because when you say it, when I say it like that, it's comical as it sounds. It's like, well, fuck. What I mean, do you I, say okay, to that? I, I guess, okay. I guess what you say is you know, know, I applaud his vulnerability. Because I'm sure there is, there are people out there that needed to hear that, and needed, and maybe there's a person out there that felt like, okay, they're not alone in that struggle. Because it, I mean, I'm sure it's a struggle. Like it's, it's a thing. Like I, I I'm, I like, I know that, whatever. So I don't, I don't mean to make light of it. But fuck it, it's a podcast, so whatever. But um. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I watch porn, but I turn it the fuck off at some point. I mean, you're... <laughs> I'm going to hell. I'm going to. I'm going on the fast track. You know, when Cicely Tyson closed her eyes and she was on that fast pass to heaven. Tyson, as soon as I close my eyes, I know I'm going to slap the hell. I'm just saying, like, motherfucker, right here, <laughs> right here. This is what I. This is what I left America to, huh? <laughs> this is what I left it to, huh? All right. Oh Lord. Uh, oh. So yes, I mean, much. I like. I said, I, I appreciate his transparency, his vulnerability, um, all of that good shit. Um, and with that being said, there, ladies and gentlemen, there were our hits of the week as as, as funny as they were. I continue to tell you that we just keep getting better and better each episode. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's what's Why in this question. Cup? Just go with it, or yeah, just go or, or whatever. But I'm gonna tell you <laughs> something, honey. Hey, honey, folks, folks all over the world, like Ludacris said, bitch, we pimping all over the world, honey. We got we got folks in Dubai uh, and shit wanting to look at us and talk sure. to us. Hey, listen, we pimping all over the world at this point. Um, so last but not least, I know. Uh-huh. Oh, we have. One more thing to talk about, which oh, I just saw it, by right. the way. That's um, right. Now, they haven't voted season. yet, but it's pretty much widely uh, expected to happen. And, you know, I, I, I went on a rant uh, a couple, it was a couple, you know, it was one of the episodes in season one. And I told you, and I, and, and I cautioned you and our listeners to follow the money because that generally gives you the it helps you understand the motivation by uh, behind a lot of things that that these leagues do and or say and so the reality of the situation is obviously like you know we've been living the days of the COVID 19 pandemic now which just feels like life now that's just what life is now you know <laughs> um but mm-hmm. you know right. uh, daily you life know, obviously now. revenue was impacted because you know most most stadiums didn't allow anybody and the ones that did were severely limited and um all those things in between and so of course you know nfl has a profit sharing regime or scheme as you may call it and that is what sets their salary cap so less profits means smaller salary cap which means you know more money for quarterbacks regardless, but less money Very for everybody else. Um, and so it's largely believed that the players will fold on the 17-game season because, of course, that is a uh, – adding an extra game is a big revenue-driving thing. Um, now, the question becomes right. – I, I, think, I think the discussion was, was adding an extra divisional game, if I recall correctly, or something like that. Um, but uh, the question becomes, okay, so what do mm-hmm. we do with preseason? What do they do with the preseason? Because that's that is a good question. What do they do with it? So, do they just take away a preseason game and just make it a a a regular season game? Um, Are we going to have a preseason at all? Um, Do they just plan on attacking on another game at the end of the season and and pushing the Super Bowl back? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's it's just it's interesting to speculate. At least it is for us, like you know, sports nerds, but. 
Uh, that's I, you know my my guess would be that they'll just take a season uh, take a game off of the the uh, preseason because let's be honest like you know the fourth preseason game at that point the rosters are are set they're making their last loan yeah they're pretty much right, sad. You know, yeah folks are just looking to see who may who may make a standout at that point and um and none of the none of the starters play so you know that would make sense to me. Um, I don't necessarily think I don't necessarily like the idea of them adding more season, more games to the season, but I don't think that it's just going to matter what I think. So, yeah, I just think, like I said, let's let's take mm-hmm. these, let's take that third one off because no one really gives a damn, um, and then go forth and just go. You know what? We can try something else. And I, as much as we clamor for another week in actual real football time, mm-hmm. you know, like one of the week 17 or week, whatever week they just, you know what I'm saying? Um, we clamor for another week, but we also clamor right. for the playoffs. But we know during regular season, at least we know there is a next week. So we look forward to it. It just prolongs the yeah. inevitable of yeah. that, that fucking one game and yeah. when it's over. I, I think it's, I think it's going to happen. So, I mean, but. <laughs> Yeah, they'll vote on it. They ain't got shit else to vote on. <laughs> they have shit else to vote on. <laughs> Look, those oh, folks have Lord. shit else to vote on. So, with that being said, one of my favorite times is coming up. Um, mm-hmm. I know you. When I read the rant, I was it was it was interesting because um, he's close to where I live. He's a hometown Mississippi boy. Um, but I'll let you go ahead and do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time of the second ep time Brett of season two, far. Kenny's rant. Because he oh, really grinds my gears. Oh, it's upsetting. <laughs> uh, he really, really, truly does. Like, I, you know, I don't know why they think that we need to hear from her. I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, so, anywho, Brett, Brett Favre has worked on last nerve and the straw that broke the camel's back was was he decided to opine about Deshaun Watson's situation and him deciding to announce that he wanted a trade and whatnot. And he said something along the lines of, well, you know, I feel like we they pay us so much money and, you know, we should just, you know, be be happy. They pay us to. I think his exact words were, "They pay us too much money to have opinions like this, or something along those lines." And you know, players should just be grateful that we're 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 blessed to be able to play this game and this, this and that, and just go to work and do what they're supposed to do and blah blah blah. blah. And I and, and to that, I was like, you know. Go sit your retired ass down somewhere and and shut the fuck up because you know what? This does not concern you any longer. <laughs> and number two, literally what you just said was the equivalent of Laura Ingram telling LeBron James, shut up and dribble. You have to understand the optics of what you just said because you just right. told one of the few black quarterbacks in the league that, is, that we've come to recognize as normal, but historically it's not that he doesn't have a right <laughs> or he shouldn't feel the right or, or, or feel the, that he has the right 
to 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 uh, announce that he wants to be traded because he should just feel grateful because they they pay him so much money and this this and that. And the reality of the situation is is that he's this he's this mindset that of I'm just going to frankly call it what it is. This mindset of white ownership and black labor irks me to no end. And the reality of the situation is you're not doing Deshaun Watson any favors by allowing him to play on your team. Like, you're not doing Deshaun Watson any favors by allowing him to be an NFL football team. This man has worked and sacrificed his entire life to become one of the best at what he does in the entire world. And what he does is makes your motherfucking ass a lot of money mm-hmm. for that team, especially the Houston Texans, because without him, they are irrelevant. Nobody cares. They need him to drive revenue. They need him to make them them to make them interesting and to make them money and whatnot. And so the fact that you sit up here and act like, oh, what well, they've given you all this and whatnot is a slap in the face to him and a slap in the face to all the other NFL players that busted their ass from the age of however they are that it takes and the work it takes to get to that level. And whether or not you recognize it is frankly of no moment to me. But the fact of the matter is, you know, read the room <laughs> and re- and just take a second to think about what you're saying. Like, they're not the, the owners aren't doing Deshaun Watson any fucking favors. Deshaun Watson is doing them favors by making them relevant. Anybody they need him. Them. He doesn't need them. Go ahead and, <laughs> to the Houston Texans owners. Go ahead and cut them and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and see how bad and see how bad he needs you. Do it. Yeah. I dare you. I yeah. bet you won't. And so I'm just like, you know, Brett Favre, you took your little picture with President Trump out in Bedford in his Bedford, you know, New Jersey, like uh golf course or whatever the case may be. Oh. And you and you've said problematic things in the past. And moreover, not to mention that you did the same motherfucking thing because you didn't end your career. In Green Bay, you ended it in New Jersey. <laughs> so, to you, I tell yeah. you, like, sir, I'll always recognize uh, recognize you as one of the greatest to play the game. I will never devalue what you brought to the game and all your accomplishments and blah 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 and all that jazz. But please shut the fuck up and go sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I read this. I read of you know talking about it and things of nature because I wanted to see what was going on. Um, and it reminded me of one statement, and I'm gonna roll it into two. Um, and I normally, I normally don't say this out of pocket. So for our listeners, for our black friends. Forgive me. The owners in the Deshaun Watson method of this and even just black owners period of the NFL um, and in sports media, when it comes to big stars, (laughs) it reminds me of two things. One, run, monkey, run. 
<laughs> or in this case, run, nigga, run. And the reason why I say that is because, let's be realistic. Without your star players, I'm just going to call it out. Deshaun Watson, uh, hell, Patrick Mahomes in a case. Uh, there are several black athletes that, that help run your team. Without them, you are absolutely nothing. It's the it's the it's the case. It's the litigated gall. Um, Brett Favre has never been a favorite of mine. Um, just for he's an ass, and he was a great quarterback. But the Saints beat that ass when he was in Minnesota, and he got well out there. Um, but he doesn't at all. You're right. Deshaun Watson doesn't need Houston. He will be a star. In, bitch, he can go play on the Jets, and the Jets will all of a sudden have more revenue flowing in than they did over the last five years. His jerseys alone will do it for them. Remember who got you there. And for the owners, just for the NFL owners, period, because I think sometimes they forget, um, Jerry Jones included. I wasn't going to name names, so I'm just going to say Jerry Jones because he's doing that bullshit every time too. Um, remember who got you where you need to be. So I uh yeah, that was that was my my take on it. I, I, I tend to say fuck it, but Brett Favre is an ass and you know he, yeah, he went like down with the ship. He like went down with the ship just like Rusta, as far as I'm concerned. NFL players getting any kind of um control uh and power anything similar to how it how how the NF excuse me the NBA players have like NBA players absolutely have a lot of power like this is like what Deshaun Watson did is, is nothing new in, in, in the NBA absolutely like they well we just we just went through a whole rant talking about James Harden's pudgy ass doing this like last week <laughs> uh, we you know we we you know and, and, and that's fine like and I think that they're mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have a problem with it at all. I think there's something to be said about recognizing the fact that, um, you know, these guys are talented, and it's more than just being blessed with. Yes, of course, there is a there is a part of with being blessed with physical gifts and things of that nature. But they work hard. They work really, really hard, and I don't see anything wrong. There's no other field. And there's no other field outside of professional sports where you can work hard and make yourself a very talented asset and have no choice in picking where you go for your career because all of the professional all the professional uh, um, um, sports leagues have drafts. Whereas if you're a, a, a this dynamo computer, you know, programmer savvy person that happens to get noticed out of Stanford or whatnot. You can pick and choose wherever you want to go. Um, and I don't understand just because we're dealing with uh, with something with sports mm-hmm. and athletics, how that's any different because it's the same. It's the same dynamic where we're dealing with somebody who has a very special. And, and, and in demand skill set that they have worked very hard to cultivate and maintain and develop. And he should be able to, he should be able to lean on that and reap the rewards of it. And, 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 and of course, you know, they, 
a lot of people talk about like, you know, the free market and all that. So let them do it. There's nothing wrong with him taking advantage of it at all. Good for him. So I fought that young man. Well, I don't know. Yeah, he, cause like, well, he's like 26, I'm 27, something like that, whatever. Okay. Yeah, either way, I applied that young man. Good for him. Yeah, he's, I think he's 27. I, I Listen, do what's best. I said, at the end of the day, I commend Adam Silver because he's one of the best commissioners going around in, in the entire sports world, period. Um, so big up to Adam Silver, who's who's almost like a G in my book. He's like, fuck it, I'm following my players down the toilet. I venture to say, I mean, I venture to say that this is what we do. Although the uh, NHL, so, I don't even know his name. Uh, I'm not a hockey person, so I'm not gonna play. But they you know they seem to do pretty well themselves. But uh, Adam Silver, like he is, I, like I, yeah, I absolutely, I, I, I've he's I've never really had an issue with him. I mean, of course, it was that that small, you know, that we I can't call it small. That's completely under <laughs> undervaluing the gravity of the situation but you know <laughs> but you know the whole human rights thing with china went out. Mm-hmm. okay i get it but at the end of the day he also has he's got a job to do so i'm sympathetic to that as well um but for the most part i like where his priorities and his values stand and so like i'm here for it um the NFL has always been pro owner before pro player. And, um, and, and it's just, it's, it's, I, when I, when I saw that, when, when I, when I saw and heard, uh, Brett Favre's quote, I was like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, go have a seat. Just have a seat. Go, go, go back, go <laughs> back to your cow pasture or whatever, or whatever, and, and, and be happy and, West Bumfuck, Mississippi, wherever the hell you live in these days, and call it a day. <laughs> right? Be oh, fucking non-constructive as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. well, this is a podcast. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, and how boys and gays and all yeah, things clearly. in between, you can tell clearly. we are feeling much, much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, for us, that is the end of season two, episode two. We are once again very sorry it took us so long. I know some of you have asked where were we, what we've been doing. Uh, both of us were old women and on our asses sick, so we can't function uh-huh. and do two things at one time, be sick and run a podcast. That ain't happening, I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> um, but us women are back now, and we are moving forward. Uh, like I said, we're ready yes, for the offseason. Yes. As I know, baseball will be starting on time. Kenny, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, there will be fans in the stadium, but say, let's say, fuck it, you hoes get 162 uh, games and push, spring training. One we'll way or another, process. but I mean, you know, we'll uh, see how it works out. We'll see. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get into some more uh, NBA, even so though, you know. I'm very happy you. about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's so, going on with um, the, uh, the Eastern Conference, but, um, but uh, like, where's the beef? I mean, I guess uh, Joel Embiid and 76ers, I mean, okay, like, Joel Embiid is, is presenting himself as an MVP candidate, but, like, I... <laughs> Can the Portland one sit his ass down for <laughs> Oh. 
Jesus. And then Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Irving needs to go to the principal's office. Here's why. I heard that Bass said they had a the mediocre team. Bitch, ain't you on it? Ain't you? Right. Ain't, they must be mad with each other. Somebody didn't want to go to dinner one night and everybody got mad. I don't know. He should be happy because the fat one must have didn't want to go to the gym. He should be I don't understand it. No I just don't. They don't look like they're trying to make them play any defense. <laughs> I mean, okay, I get it. All right. So, I mean, I don't know what you expect because Steve Nash, no. you know, it, it, but, and of course, he's a, a new head coach and he brings. Well, then on top of that, and he brings in, you know, Mike D'Antoni. Steve Nash like, was never a defensive mind, though. So I guess to help bring some stability or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's the same thing. It's like the blind leading the blind. Like, somebody at some point has got to tell them how to teach them how to, like, defend the, fo- the, uh, the basketball. But, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ain't going to do it. I mean, but uh, I I ain't got it. I I just think the Nets are going to sizzle out at some point. Because the Western Conference, like they whipping ass, and even like I said, I watch. I will finally say I am watching the Pelicans right now, and they're on going for their fourth straight win um, against the Bulls. They were on a thirteen zero run, yeah. but they're even starting to gel together. Understand Van Gundy, which we all knew would happen at some point. Um, we all knew that would happen at some point. But can I say something really quick? Bitch, you didn't well, tell I mean, me that. That's like, back to New York to from when she came. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> you know, Derek Rose ain't everybody. Oh, somebody must have told him. Somebody must have got that baby. He, stole that baby something. Yeah, he's a different type of cat. Like, he just, you know, he just wants to play basketball. No, he wants that paycheck. Yeah, make his some money and take care of his kids. I don't even know how many kids he has, but all I know is that because right. that's why he didn't work out in them. Chicago all them years ago. But like you know, well, yeah, that is very true. But really quickly before we go, I know this is off topic, but March second, oh, did you see the preview? Yet? And I cannot wait. I think <laughs> of coming to America wait. too. Oh dear God. Boys, gays, and all things in between. It is a African American classic. I I can't I cannot explain to y'all how excited I have already decided to have a movie night. Bitch, I'm not going nowhere. Nobody asked me to do nothing. I cannot wait to see this movie. I saw the preview and I was excited. God rest the queen of Zumanda's soul. She is not there. She passed away in real life. Um, but I am so excited to watch that. I cannot wait. I just wanted to share that with everybody just in case you need to go see the preview. It will be on Prime Video. Prime Video. That's Free one to all Prime Video. Stay Kenny. Don't use mine until <laughs> I don't watch it. <laughs> so, but yeah. But, um, so yeah, I, I think that, that that was one of the things I wanted to throw in there really, really quickly because it just came across the TV again. Um but yes, I'm excited for that. I just wanted to share that. Anyway, boys, gays, and all things in between. Uh, we have had a great show as always. We will see you guys next week. Um, we look forward to a lot of more fun stuff. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about. I'll have some new baby dads this week. They're going to come from basketball. Because as y'all can tell earlier, Zach Levine is fine as shit. Uh, I'm not going to forget that. I've already written it down, children. We're going to talk more about my baby daddy next week. God damn it. Um... But anyway, hey, boys, gays, and all things in between, remember...